All right, Scott Ritchie is writing his own letter, kind of like these football players and parents. But this one's about basketball. He's got a great idea and thinks the Big Ten might actually follow through with it. Spill the beans. Well, it's not mine, but the idea of you know using that post-Thanksgiving into sometime in January window where no classes are going to be happening because everyone's on break, play basketball then. That's a great idea, Richie. Our beat writer will explain it in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. He'll also go into recruiting and why he changed his Big Ten power rankings. Come back after these messages. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money radio show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. What I find on my desk this morning, but a letter from Scott Ritchie wanting not to write, not to work for the News Gazette for three weeks. Apparently inspired by Justin Fields, Scott now into the letter writing campaign. Is that true, Scott? Why Why now? Well, a couple questions about a letter I apparently wrote and don't remember. Um, will I be paid and... Can we start immediately after this podcast? <laughs> the letter writing campaign of uh, athletes and parents kind of dominating the mostly parents, the landscape here in this weird fall season. I'm Jim Rosso, vice president of news. We're here to talk basketball, of course, with Scott Ritchie, our AP top 25 voter. But I, football keeps dominating things right now. And whether the Big Ten, if there's any hope that they'd reverse this decision. To hold off till spring. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen. Wow. As much as Justin Fields and the... I haven't checked his move-on petition since yesterday, early, you know, when it went up. Thousands and thousands of people. It's just... It's fine that they did that. Glad they did. Be proactive. But it's not going to make any difference. I'll just, I'll just hit the buzzkill right there. Yeah. And it's... And there was a thread on Twitter yesterday from Ralph Russo, who's the kind of just the college football guy for the Associated Press, um, kind of summed up the whole thing pretty succinctly. You know, two weeks ago, Pac-12 players and Big Ten players and their united campaigns together, you know, among other things, demanded conferences ban the use of liability waivers for COVID-19. NCAA followed through, banned them. And then this weekend, players and parents are demanding they be allowed to sign a waiver 
cutting all liability for the schools. So what's changed in two weeks other than Big Ten and Pac-12 said football's not going to happen? And if what's happened in North Carolina since they you know, had students back on campus, uh, which the Daily Tar Heel, the student newspaper there, summed up succinctly uh, with the phrase cluster, and you can finish mm-hmm. that in an editorial, uh, and Oklahoma players getting a few days off and back mingling with you know, the rest of the Oklahoma, the Norman population, which is going to happen when school is back in session. Lots of positive tests there. College football in the fall is looking less and less likely. Oh, and also students back on campus in Tuscaloosa prompting their athletic director to be like, wear your damn mask on Twitter after college students just crushed the bars in Tuscaloosa. I will be surprised. I mean, the SEC, ACC, Big 12 might start their college football seasons. I'll be surprised if they finish. SEC announcing its schedule today. I remember when the Big Ten did that. Then mm-hmm. six days later, they canceled the season right. or postponed the season. Good news here in Champaign-Urbana: the kids are starting to come back. Classes start next Monday. Is that good news? Wow, you big grump! Well, I think I mean, I saw it today where like Michigan said it's not going. I mean, they're going to test occasionally. Mm-hmm. At least Illinois has a plan where they're going. You have to have like a very recent negative test to even get in a building on campus. Lauren Tate going to serve as one of those door monitors, I understand. Got to keep them out. I think Lauren would not mess with Lauren Tate. No. Show me your orange status or your yellow status before you get in. Yeah, I mean, that's a plan, which is good. And I was also really amused by people going wild over the saliva test that the NBA and Yale you know, the NBA backed with Yale doing. It's like, well, Illinois had that. Take that. That's how they're going to test. Purdue. 10,000 people a day. At least that's the plan, the early plan. I don't know. I mean. Well, now you got me in a bad mood. I'm Richie. just trying to be realistic. Let's let's switch to basketball. See, there's still All hope right. for basketball. Football, I mean, football's a spring sport in 2021 and Maybe. fall sport. Basketball, there's a glimmer of hope, perhaps. Is there? I think mainly because there's like actual leadership for college basketball as a whole. I mean, Dan Gavitt at the NCAA, people will respect because, I mean, obviously the Gavitt family's pretty, you know, widely respected in, in the basketball world. And then, you know, the Coaches Association, just you put Craig Robinson. Barack Obama's brother-in-law, former Oregon State coach, you know, at, at the head of their organization. Those two are working in concert with each other. Basketball coaches, are unlike football coaches, actually get along. They're maybe more willing to work together to create something. So there's a, a glimmer of hope for basketball. I'm feeling positive about basketball. Ryan Day just texted me. He said, what is Richie talking about? We all get along. I love Coach Harbaugh. That's a farce. I mean, football coaches are notoriously paranoid and don't want to give up an inch of advantage to the other team. I mean, they put you know a card in front of their face so the other team can't rip uh, lip read their play calls. I mean, 
how crazy. I mean, it's just wild. Basketball coaches get along. I mean, I've been at you know, those, you know, like EYBL events where they're lined on every baseline, and a lot of times those coaches are just talking to each other, and not watching the actual players. I mean, there's a, a camaraderie there that's maybe not uh, present in college football. I wish we got along better, Scott. Well, Basically, the podcast booth is football. I mean, there's a lot of that from uh, your comments about my hair, my heritage. I feel like it's a one-way thing. Well, producer Ed Bond agrees with me. So I mean, I could take that ju- as I could have just made up the same thing and said it before you did. <laughs> All right, Richie writes every morning, 6 a.m. AlanaHQ.com. I hope you read it because today was a good one. All right, it gave Illinois fans even more reason to root for a season taking place. You came up with your revised list of Big Ten players who are really good. Your top ten. Yeah. Well, Not if, one, but two Illini. Yeah. I mean, How first, close did you have to making three Illini on that list? I, I really wasn't too close. You didn't have to say that. You could have lied and said, yeah, I was number number 11. I'm sure. I guess. I, I mean, what's the point of lying? I mean, it's just my opinion. But, you know, the first time I did that was before the early entrant deadline, you know, had hit. And at that time, it seemed like all the, you know, a lot of the Big Ten's best players were not going to come back. I mean, that was just sort of the, the vibe. I mean, that included Ayo DeSumo, who up until he dropped that video was not coming back. I mean, that was every thing I gleaned from him you know the times I got to talk with him this summer so yeah I needed to revise that list and include you know guys like Io and Kofi Cobra and Luca Garza and Marcus Carr from Minnesota they all jumped in who clear that the last time we covered college basketball was 20 years ago he's one of the best one of the best players in the Big Ten clearly all right, a couple teams had two players on that team. You said two Iowa kids, right? Garza yeah, and Joe Wieskamp. Okay, two Michigan kids. Isaiah Livers and Franz Wagner. Two Illinois kids, as you said. Iowa and Kofi. All right. So I saw your top, your list of top ten players. Give me your top five teams. Has that changed much for the Big Ten? Well, yeah. Hello. There's been a, you know, a couple changes there uh, with both players coming back, and then in Michigan State's case, you know, Xavier Tillman not coming back. Best decision for him. Maybe not so great for Michigan State. So yeah, there's a little reshuffling of the top. Um, since Illinois was my top ranked team in my much too early national top ten, I obviously would have their number one in the Big Ten. Iowa, number two. And then Wisconsin, three. I mean, they bring everyone back. And while that everyone is not awe-inspiring, it's still Wisconsin, and they they make it work. I mean, that's just what they do. Michigan State, four, and then probably Michigan, five. Michigan State... uh Right over the weekend, they were comparing what could be their 2021 class to the 
the Fab Five. That can't be good for the rest of the Big Ten. Well, no, and I mean there's still work to be done because right now it's uh, only the terrific three because they, they have three 2021 20, commits, but you know, three really good ones, and they added to that uh, this weekend with Jaden Adkins, or Aikens, excuse me, and an in-state point guard um, from Farmington, Michigan, four-star recruit, and he joins uh, – I mean, it's all backcourt guys right now for them in that class. Um, but Max Christie from Rolling Meadows, obviously, five-star guard, and then Pierre Brooks is another in-state guard from Detroit, a four-star recruit. And there's always the threat that Imani Bates, who's the best player in the country regardless of class, will reclassify from 2022. And that, then we're talking maybe. If even Fab Five's a stretch still, because I mean, I don't. I mean, maybe college-wise, sure. I don't know pro-wise. We'll see. What that, but like Chris Webber, Jalen Rose, Juwan Howard, those three all had fairly significant NBA careers. It's made a little too early to project the same for these Michigan State guys. You really are grumpy today, Scott Ritchie. I can't get you to be happy about anything. I mean... How about, how, how about half-price pizza at the Casey's? Would that make you bitter? Casey's pretty, pizza's pretty good. I figured you'd say that. You like Casey's pizza, too. Yeah, I have heard those words come out of your mouth. No, but it's, yeah, Michigan State is recruiting at a ridiculously high level right now. And beyond the three guys in 21, and Monty Bates in 22, they've got another a Canadian big man coming in in that 2022 class as well, who's, you know, also highly regarded. All right, so what you're saying is if Michigan State is to be had one year, it's this year. Make sure there's a season. They're down a little bit. Yeah, and, I mean, down is subjective a little bit because uh, they still have Rocket Watts. I mean, Aaron Henry opted to come back. If he figures it out, like, he could be good, like, better. I don't know that he ever will because he hasn't yet through three years. Um. Or two. Anyway. They have some talent. But it's just not it's not number one team in the country type talent that they had a year ago. All right, you like to mock me for it's been two decades almost since I've covered Big Ten basketball. Yeah. I also like to remind you that the Big Ten hasn't won a national championship since I stopped. That's true. All right. I'm not sure how much impact that you've had. Just put that in your that. pipe and smoke it. All right. Yeah, there have been a lot of good Big Ten teams the last few decades that uh, you know fell short of are the you, mark. Are you going to let me get to my point, or are you going to keep interrupting me? I might just keep interrupting you. With the current trend of recruiting in the Big Ten, it's going to happen. All right, the drought is going to end, if not this year, if there is a year, maybe next year. You have Michigan State recruiting better than they ever have. You have Illinois back in the game. You have Michigan recruiting the – snot out of kids you have indiana maybe finally waking up maybe you have iowa being good i think that's what throws people off the most is like iowa like you have to include them in these conversations because they have a really talented roster but it, it seems strange i'm saying the big 10 is the best conference in america and with no signs of slowing down yeah i mean they were last year and this season 
knock on wood that it happens and every indication is every, people are going to do whatever necessary to make it happen it'll be the same I mean the big 12 has some con- has a contending case but nope. but you're gonna let me finish or you're gonna keep interrupting me <laughs> but the big 10 is clearly at the top mm-hmm. it's good we finally see eye to eye Richie well, I mean, I was saying that all last season. The Big Ten was the best conference in the world, in the country. All right. Speaking of recruiting, Illinois has made a couple more offers. Is that right? Is it, what's a week without offers anyway? A rarity, pretty much. Uh, but, yeah, a couple guys in the 2022 class. Uh, Casein Wallace is a four-star guard out of Texas. Is Really, that's the class where I'm not sure why the switch now, but, like, where Illinois is trying to get back into Texas because obviously Brad Underwood recruited Texas when he was at SFA and at Oklahoma State. Stephen Gentry, obviously the same because he was at SFA as well. So they're they're trying. And then the other offer uh, is maybe a little more normal for the, the current recruiting picture for Illinois. Uh, Zion Cruz, he's a five-star guard, uh, played his first two years at Hudson Catholic in New Jersey, uh, and then he's now transferring to Oak Hill Academy. Um if you remember, Illinois did pretty well recruiting, you know, a player that started out his career in the Tri-State area, then transferred to Oak Hill and Kofi. So that's another couple guards in that class. I mean, obviously it's the 2022 class, so there's work to be done in 2021 you know, before that happens. Uh, speaking of which, good segue there, uh, Brandon Weston, uh, I guess now formerly of Morgan Park since he's going to play at Hillcrest Prep out in Arizona for his senior season. Cut his list to six today. In fact, just before we started this podcast. Um, and that six includes Wake Forest, Michigan, Seton Hall, Pittsburgh, Illinois, obviously. And then the now dark horse for every kid out of Chicago, Western Illinois. And, you know, that was a very shrewd hire by Rob Jeter. Western to bring on Nick Irvin as an assistant coach because for this coming season alone I mean they flipped Marcus Watson from Wake Forest to Western Illinois Um, of course Danny Manning also got fired at Wake Forest so there's that helping there and they added uh, Ramian Hinton from Curie um, picked up Tamel Pearson another former Morgan Park kid transferred from UAB and they've offered, I think, essentially every potential high major, mid major type player in the state since June. Well, we'll see what they can. I mean, we'll see what they can do. If I mean, they can keep, even if they just land, maybe not the top players from Chicago, but that next level, like Western, could become fairly legit. You know, at that, that mid-major level. You're we'll been to McComb? I have, in fact. Can't get there. Once you get there, you don't want to stay. Wow. <laughs> it's a, it's not my favorite place. Probably not the Chamber of Commerce motto. <laughs> no. Well, like, Maybe. Honestly, like, there's no good way to get there. So It's a hidden treasure is what I consider. I mean. They had the Rams trained there, didn't they? For a while, yeah. They, they liked it. Then they left. Of course, they leave everywhere they've right. ever been, so maybe that's not a a great 
you know, analogy, but maybe Nick Irvin changes it, makes it a destination. I'm big into state schools. I'm pulling for all of them. Oh, I mean, I, obviously, I I went to one for five years. Actually, only for three. So did a little extra work. Got out of there early. Pride of Eastern Illinois, Scott Reggie. How about that? Me and Tony Romo, Jimmy Garoppolo, yep, exactly. Burl Ives. Exactly. <laughs> Burl Ives. Yeah, oh I, I, he didn't graduate. A lot of, like, like John Malkovich went to Eastern, okay. also did not graduate. There's a lot of the didn't. It's hard courses, sir. Or they just. Down in Charleston. If I remember the, the, the Burl Ives story, like, he was asked to leave. So I'm not sure how much. You know, warmth he held in his heart for Eastern after the fact, but yeah, we got we got some famous people. All right, maybe Western cracks the uh, uh, power rankings in the state at number two. Maybe let's not get totally out of hand. I I'm mean, just asking. That was a question mark at the end. Loyal of is still right, ahead so. of them. Oh, Porter Moser is recruiting, also recruiting Chicago really well, mm-hmm. and they've got a little more of a foundation. I mean, this is we're talking first year for. Okay. Rob Jeter, Nick Irvin, and company. Maybe I can see that in what will be our Sunday basketball page, the return of which I can't wait for. Maybe your weekly state power rankings can be part of that. I'm not sure I'd do it every week because why not? Things change. Kids get recruited. Kids leave. Coaches get in trouble. I, I could do an occasional update. But, yeah, it, Western, I think, has got some work to do. I got a couple more things. Uh, Io's back, right, in on campus. Yeah, Kofi as well. So everyone is here for the team. Okay. Is there anyone more popular on Twitter right now than Io? He can he can post that the sky is blue and get a million likes. Right. Um. I mean, probably in like the the greater overall Twitter, there's probably someone, but. And uh, Illinois Twitter, no. He, I mean, he's the biggest star on campus. I got another one for you. So the wife tells me last night that I saw Coach Underwood walking, which he does a lot, Quite know, a bit. prospect on my way home. Says, man, he's skinny. I said, you know, Richie has written about this, about his weight loss. And my daughter chimes in, why are you guys writing about his weight? Uh, so that's a good question, Kitty. But you know he's a public figure. Yeah. Well, and and he's it entered the public consciousness after Dan Dockich asked him or mentioned it on live television. Didn't ask him. He just mentioned it during a, a TBT mm-hmm. game that he had lost quite a bit of weight. But he's looking more handsome than ever. Is what I tell the wife. Okay. Pause. <laughs> no, he. I think he he said he's walking like eight to ten miles a day. Mm, That's a lot. That is a lot. I think. I mean, part of that might he's playing a lot of golf. At least had been before the. What are you running between holes? How do you get in shape playing golf? You don't. You ride a cart. No, you walk. You drink beer. You can still drink beer and walk. Point of fact. (laughs) Done. I have on my in my golf bag. I have a built-in cooler. But golf was meant to be made, it was meant to be played walking. But it's not, is what I'm saying. 
Yeah, but that's like I would like to you six, prove I, I think to me you that play eighteen. I think that's like six miles. If you walk, nobody walks. They take the cart and they drink beer. You don't get in shape. Back to my original point: you don't get in shape playing golf. I haven't. So please don't use that as a. I reason. haven't golfed and used a cart in well, you, two years. You're a cheap. All right, you're not invited to these nice courses where they kind of make you take a cart. All right, you're that, the ones slowing is, things down on the on the Savoy Blue course. No, I I play really fast. In fact, I get impatient. I I am impatient. I play so fast. The, the term "ready golf" was invented for me because I am ready to hit. I don't, I'm not Sergio Garcia lingering over the shot for thirty seconds at mm. a time. All right, no practice swings. Just get up there, grip it, and rip it. So you're saying Underwood's feeling better? Yeah, Does I mean, it help his recruiting. I've, sure, I mean, you could say he could invite you know potential recruit. Hey, on your whenever they get back to having official visits or unofficial visits. Uh, which won't be at least through the end of September now since they extended the dead period, he can invite Cedric Hood on one of his walks. See different part of Champagne. How about that? All right, what else happening with Illinois basketball? Give me the scoop. You're the beat writer, was, aren't you? Well, at this point I, I'm writing, seems to be mostly we're not playing sports ever again stories, it seems like. Uh, but, no, I mean... They're back. Workouts are happening. Classes are starting. But until there's like a maybe a plan for what this coming season might look like, there's not like a specific start time to like when like they can have an official practice. I mean, that's usually early October. But who knows how things will will be affected? Um, the schedule has already been affected. Yeah, with the Pac-12 postponing all sports until January, that means no Arizona game at State Farm Center. Uh, it means, and if the Emerald Coast Classic happens, which I kind of doubt it will, uh, Oregon's involved, so that changes. And again, wouldn't be surprised if it's just Big Ten only play, but. The idea I've seen kind of floating around is the target is that period between like at right after Thanksgiving and then to sort of mid January because a lot of universities are have adjusted their schedule their academic schedule to end before Thanksgiving break and then that's the end of the semester you don't come back till whenever so there's a window there where they could maybe find a bubble and play some games yeah it's a good way to end things Scott you're you're chipper again you're you're smiling I told you yeah, I have so. there there's some optimistic feelings for basketball less so for football in the fall don't go back there just stay with basketball. optimistic here. for basketball okay so just leave it at that all right NBA's uh I'm optimistic that I'm gonna watch a lot of NBA I yeah, love it. Playoffs, playoffs should be something. Yeah, really good. So we got a couple more weeks of that. Keep us happy. Yeah, I mean, playoffs are going to run through, well, sometime in September, so. All right. Anything else before I let you go? Um, I mean, I guess just one last note. Uh, Malcolm Hill is going to 
has extended his career another season overseas. Going to play in Israel in this coming season. Kind of a an interesting history of former Illini that have played in Israel, um, including just this last season, Ravante Rice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, Dan Thomas played in Israel quite a bit. It has dual citizenship. Brian Randall played almost his entire career in Israel, and then the goat, Tal Brody, passed up an NBA career to go play in Israel. That was kind of way back. The goat. It's great. Of Israeli basketball, kind of. Yeah, not kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's kind of the guy. So, yeah, so Malcolm goes from All Star in the VTB United League, which is one of the top, you know, domestic leagues in in Europe, to you know, the Israeli Winter League, which is again one of the the top leagues. So, he's carved out a a good career for himself so far. And still, I mean, just barely into it. All right, I see the the basketball tournaments could be played uh, here in Champaign next year. Did I see? Well, they uh, they sent out a tweet. It was like, where should we take it next? Um, oh, that's what they did. And, well, Champaign was on that list. All right. And, like, I, I quote tweeted it and said that, yes, bring it here. It's very convenient for me. All right, we'll see if that gains any steam. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, because who knows what the – the tournament looks like next year. It could be one side again if they have to bubble up. Hopefully, we've moved past that. But uh, and every other year, I mean, they had regional sites that led to the the final site, and I think Champagne would bring out the basketball fans. All right. See, I'm Scott. You're in a good mood, and I'm happy. I could have I did a little something to cheer you up today. When we talk basketball, football, right. uh, yeah. I'll tell you what, you keep your chin up and uh, for another week, and we'll bring you back in here next Monday morning to talk hoops. So that letter that I wrote, but don't remember. Yeah, I'm tearing it up. Okay, don't worry about it. You're still you're still employed. That's good to know. All right, thanks, Scott. We'll see you next week.